What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Brown Petri Dish 100th episode. Um, we recorded this a couple weeks ago, I'm not gonna lie, and uh, I was on like a two week vacation, so I didn't do shit. And uh, we decided since we put out 99 in a row, we'd skip a week for the 100th. So basically, it was me being lazy. And uh, not really being lazy, I was just having a good time on vacation and uh, didn't feel like doing work that I don't get paid for. So um, we did an episode with Daniel Meyer. Some of you got your questions asked. Some of you did not because we just got our own conversation with Daniel going. But we did ask some of your questions um, if you sent us any. Um it was a great episode. I thought it was honestly one of our best because, I mean, Daniel's just really good at this shit. And, like, he's fucking hilarious. We we thought he was legitimately pissed when we first started the podcast and he was doing a bit. And uh, it's, I don't know why I told you that, but it's, it's pretty, maybe it'll be funnier because you know that we thought he was serious and that we weren't all in on it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. That's what happened at the beginning of the podcast uh, when it came to telling him about our crowdsourcing of questions. He was not too happy. So, um, yeah, check it out. It's a great episode. We are going to have the Patreon live, hopefully, Friday. Um, and the reason why I don't have it live now is because I didn't realize it took so long to upload videos onto there. Um, so I will put that out and put out advertisements on Facebook for it as soon as it's done. Um, that'll be out Friday. Uh, this episode is, is, uh, out tomorrow, which is Wednesday. Uh, we just, we recorded this, like I said, about two weeks ago. So we did not cover Roe versus Wade because that was not happening yet. And, uh, so we recorded an episode on Saturday with Bob McClure, where we did cover that, and uh, that'll be out next Wednesday. So um, I know you know, people probably want to hear us talk about it sooner than that, but it's not going away. Um, this is an issue that we're going to have to talk about and uh, hopefully keep talking about it so people don't like just give up hope and uh, not vote to change things in November. So that's what we need. And uh, that's what we're going to keep talking about. And um, I don't know, listen listen to the episode that will come out next week. You'll hear all of our feelings on that. And um, that's about it. Hope you guys enjoy it. Look for the Patreon coming this week. I hope some of you will subscribe to it. I think I'm going to make it five bucks, but there will be a bunch of extra content on there. Um, and we'll do, once we get some subscribers, we're not going to do anything until we do, but once we get some subscribers to the Patreon, we will start doing an extra half hour, at least podcast per week, just for the Patreon. So look forward to that. Um, hopefully some of you guys sign up for it because we've been doing this for a hundred weeks straight. Well, I guess a hundred weeks skipping <laughs> the last week, which doesn't make any sense, but we've been doing it for basically a hundred weeks straight for no money. So we just do it because we enjoy it, but it would be nice to, uh, you know, make some money off of it, upgrade some of this equipment we have 
and uh, make everything sound better for you guys. Uh, maybe get some better stuff in the studio so we can actually see the uh, YouTube clips when we're going over news clips instead of just listening to them. Like, stuff like that I really want to do and uh, upgrade the studio a little bit. So if you guys subs- could subscribe to the Patreon, it'll help us out a lot. I'll have that live Friday, and I'll post it on Facebook. Thank you very much. Y'all have a great day. Thank you for listening for 100 episodes, the, like, five of you who have. Thank you. So I said, man, I don't want to talk to you. I don't even want to see you until I get my laptop back. Sweet. I agree. Hey, Brandon, how you doing, man? Dude, I'm fantastic. Well rested. Got some coffee in me. I'm ready to go today. Yeah. How are you feeling? Good. Pretending like we didn't just do a podcast five minutes ago. Um, <laughs> that's why I didn't bring up anything I did today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is the first day in a while. We've done two in one day. Um, we have Daniel Meyer on the podcast today. How you doing, Daniel? I'm doing peachy, guys. Yourselves? Hanging in there. Hanging in there. Yeah. Dude, I gotta ask, what inspired the outfit today? Did you have an occasion before this, or is this just like the? Oh, this is my day to day outfit. This is okay. So this is <laughs> yeah. this is just yeah. you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah, I respect yeah. it, man. It's summer. Getting the scarves out. Where do you shop? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> so uh, I like to wear scarves non practically. <laughs> I love that. I can respect it. Uh, well, the dude. outfit's very well coordinated. Oh, thank it's, you. I thought like if you weren't here by four o'clock, I was gonna text you and be like, "Hey, Daniel, where are you at? Where are you at?" And you you would just be like, "I'm upstairs." <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck did that happen? <laughs> um, I I remember I remember the first time I ever saw you get in the car and drive, and I was so disappointed because I was like, "God damn it!" I thought you just appeared everywhere. Oh, I thought it was the model car I drove. <laughs> no, 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 no. We were all standing outside of Grindstone smoking, and we see Daniel get into his car, and all of us are like, oh. It ruined the surprise. Kind of ruins it for us. Okay, that's better than, oh, he doesn't buy American. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think any of us are judging on that. Uh, okay, okay. No, I uh, I did, so I did, uh, I did crowdsource some questions for you. Um and and uh, I figured I'd, I'd just ask you questions because you're very you're a very mysterious person in the Cleveland comedy scene. Okay, so real quick, yeah, I, I caught wind that this is what we were doing. <laughs> and, okay, I'm just going to shoot straight with you guys. I'm insulted. <laughs> I'm ins- you, you guys know me. I'm an open book. You we know, know that. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you know everything about me. It's no, that's not, not true. true. Oh, absolutely. I, you know what? I'm not an open book. I'm a book that's had its hardcover ripped off. because. So even if I wanted to hide, I couldn't. That's what I am. <laughs> People have questions, Daniel. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, you haven't heard any of the questions yet. Maybe they might be good questions. I don't know. And I thought about that. I'm like, wait, uh, okay, this might be fun. But then I thought, I'm going to drive an hour for them to ignore their one job as host <laughs> to come up with questions. 
and then grill. First of all, bring me up to a glorified stuffy attic. <laughs> I felt like I was climbing Mount Everest. It's not just hotter up here; the air got thinner. It's yeah, weird. yeah. And no. then to sit here and then grill me about questions. No, we're from not like grilling you. We we thought it would be no in a good way. I'm just yeah. messing. These aren't we, like interrogating questions. We, we thought it would be interesting to see what other people because we joke about you being mysterious. <laughs> it's not. It's not like you actually are. You just appear in rooms because you at Funny Stop, for instance. I know you go. You go through the crowd to sit down. So it's like we're all sitting there talking, and then we just turn around and you're there. Like <laughs> none of us have seen you walk in. <laughs> like when I was at Funny Farm the one time, and you came out. I I uh, when I was with Teddy Bruno and Mark Riccadonna, mm-hmm. I or maybe it was maybe it was Mike Head, but either way, you came out for one of the shows, and it was on a Saturday night. And I knew that you usually go to Funny Stop on Saturday night. So I text Bill Stone and I asked, is Daniel Meyer at Funny Stop? Because I wanted to make sure you weren't in two places at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but like, for instance, uh, 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 Bill Stone want, wants, wants to know that um, the way you dress is very eccentric. And, and uh, he wants to know... If you've dressed like that your whole life, or if it was like an adult thing, uh, I went to Catholic school, so you 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 know that's just how you dress dress shirts, ties, yeah, uh, and then you kind of, and then you kind of get really weird, and then you start to filter the idea of dressing up through a weird mind, and then you get whatever the hell this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get that. I have a lot of friends that went to Catholic school. And they were they like had to wear. It's like the certain un- not like a uniform, but like khakis and a and a dress shirt every day or whatever. I feel like a lot of people pull the opposite way after Catholic school, where they're like, "I never want to dress formally again." And then Dan's just like, "I can do this better. I can. <laughs> I'll show them where they went wrong." Yeah. Um, um, when did you start doing comedy, Dan? Uh, a long, a long, long time ago. Um, <laughs> I remember. If I if you'll allow me to go back a little, um, yeah. are you familiar with Pennywise the clown? Yeah, yeah. How he hibert how he comes by every twenty seven years and then he hibernates, then he comes back for a little while, leaves for twenty seven years, comes back, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Is that what you're doing? Uh, yes. That's, <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was. Yeah. I'm, I was around in the infancy of comedy. I was around, and and my first memories of comedy were actually. Um, helping out with the king and queen. And here's the thing. If you, if you think that performing at the improv is difficult or even the Apollo in New York, could you imagine how difficult it is to entertain the king and queen after they had to just sit through 19 public guillotine executions? Do you have any idea how difficult that is? And then a couple of years later, went back into hibernation, came back, um, I was doing a lot. Late 1800s was weird for comedy. It really was. <laughs> I was doing a lot of uh, I was doing a lot of minstrel shows. Um, not proud of those. Uh, they did pay well, but, I, <laughs> but I'm not proud of those. Left comedy was kind of quiet for a while. Um, uh, I was around when uh, when uh, Lenny Bruce was let out in handcuffs. I was right oh, there. Wow. Yeah, I was walking out with him. He's like, Dan, can you do something about this? Dan. He's like, Dan, are you even listening to me? And I was like, yeah, man. uh, Sorry, I was just in my own head. Uh, I was just thinking about all the 
horrible open mic rape jokes. This is going to be the justification. (laughs) 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 Left, came back. I was around when Carlin was there. Um, He kind of looked up to me, just saying. Um, And yeah, he looked at me and he was like, hey, Dan, what do you think of this bit? This was in the 70s. And he held out his notebook. And uh, yeah, and I looked at it and I'm like, it just had seven very vulgar words written down. And I was like, George, I'm going to be honest with you. This, uh, I don't think this bit has any legs to it. <laughs> Still don't. Did you let him know he can't say it on TV? You betcha. Damn right. Still don't agree. Uh, I did so much blow with Kinnison, I'm surprised I even woke up from my next hibernation. <laughs> and then it was quiet for a while, and then I decided I want some peace and quiet, so I stuck my flag in the uh, old Cleveland comedy community I've been doing for about five years here. Hell yeah. What was uh, Lincoln's sense of humor like? Was it good? Uh, happy he got shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like Wilkes's uh, opener or anything like that. Not at so all. That's only fair. That was a good closer, though. <laughs> Theatric. I'll give it to him. Jumped on that stage and he owned it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, are you from the Cleveland area? Uh, yeah, Parma Heights. Okay. The rich man's Parma. Just for the <laughs> oh man, Joe Briggs is gonna hate that. <laughs> Dan laid claim first. Goddamn. <laughs> uh. What so what what uh if you don't mind saying if you do I'll edit it out but what Catholic school did you go to uh St Charles Borromeo in Saint Parma Charles. okay All I, right. I think uh who was uh Nancy Abraham uh sent her kids there I was around there about the same time oh really yeah so that tells you how old she is you Let's, betcha no. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no and uh, Carter Doherty wants to know if you've ever been in love uh I'm incapable of that emotion. <laughs> That, that answers that. That makes yeah, sense. That makes sense. Um, My girlfriend actually had a question. Uh, <laughs> has uh, has he ever been in a fight slash thrown a punch? Have you ever been in a fight or thrown a punch at somebody? Uh, in organized environments. Okay, but organized not, like, environments. Out in, not out in public. Thank is organized environments like a like a show, or is were you just like a boxer? Are for you a MMA few years? training? Uh, I boxed for a while. Okay, Son of a bitch. Like sit. Yeah, I did that for a while. And, yeah, I threw a lot of hands at a lot of people, took a lot of punches. That is amazing. See, this, this, is, why, this is why we crowdsource. <laughs> Never would have known that. Uh, yeah, so, um, um, funny stop. You, uh, you, you, there pretty much every Saturday? Uh, yeah, I swing by yeah. there hoping to get something going there. Wednesdays, you get spots over me all the time. <laughs> fucking people. No. <laughs> well, I'm not featuring no. John, that's why. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, uh, I hate when I, I hate when I like make that decision on Wednesdays to go to Funny Stop. Mm-hmm. And then I get there and there's like 19 comics and I'm like, I'm not going to go up. <laughs> so I just, and if it's like a bad weather outside, I'm not going to drive the hour to LVT. So I'm like, I'm guess I'm just not doing a set tonight. That sucks. Mm-hmm. So like, it's, we got the opposite problem up by us where it's like, we could drive an hour out to the Funny Stop on a Wednesday hoping to get a spot. But if we drove an hour and we can't get a spot, that fucking sucks. That's absolutely <laughs> yeah. horrible. Yeah, you might as well like call ahead, I think, if you're driving. Oh, I do. Yeah. I do. Which They laugh at me now when I call ahead. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll like text Pete and tell him like, hey, I'm coming. If I can do a time, can I do time? <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's... If I do that, he's I was just like, come by and we'll see. And I'm like, come by. I got to drive all the way out there down to maybe. And now I've already texted <laughs> yeah, you. No. Now if I don't come, I look like a dick. Yeah. And I, I don't hang out there as much as I usually do as I used to because I've been hanging out at Hilarities a lot more just because 
trying to get in there and uh it's it's uh you're not gonna get in anywhere if they don't see your face you know i mean that's yeah. I, I think that's the general rule of it it's um, my least favorite part of comedy yeah it's 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 uh it sucks when you live 45 minutes away from the club that you're <laughs> that you're trying to get into uh especially when gas is five dollars a gallon <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not fun so where do you where 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 about do you live now are you driving like half an hour to go to, or 45 minutes to get a funny stop or uh yeah i'm still in old parma heights so i'm okay. not that's the cool thing is i'm not close to anything but i'm not far from anything yeah so mm-hmm. i i'm in a good little pocket right there yeah that's what i was when i bought this house i was thinking about i was actually thinking about i was looking for a place in twinsburg because i thought like that was like a good middle okay middle ground in between everything but um because i work in kent so i don't want to like move out to like lakewood or yeah. anything like that would suck um but yeah, it's it's nice living five minutes away from a comedy club. But, oh yeah, so, yeah. But it sucks having to drive forty five minutes to an hour for everything else. Like right. <laughs> it's it's pretty terrible. I got the luck of being close to Lakewood, where a lot of shows happen, but not any clubs. So it's I don't know. It's kind of a trade off, but works for me at least. Yeah. Um, so a lot of your a lot of your jokes are uh, more in the vein of of uh brandon i would say like <laughs> you do a lot of darker material is that just is that just because that's like your like wh- who, what comics do you think did you find funny whenever you're thinking about doing comedy that uh it's it's more of a i was 12 when i wanted to do it so okay i saw that that evening at the improv where like everybody's in front of the brick wall yeah. and stuff like that um i just it, it's more of like a philosophical reason why I do dark stuff yeah. because I, I really think you have to just, this is going to sound weird, but you, I think you really got to treat this world like some kind of like dark twisted theater and just be able to laugh about everything, not out of a lack of reverence, but you got to be able to laugh about everything. And yeah, I just think like, I don't have to feel better about somebody in front of me at the express lane, uh, having 15 items. I don't have to feel better about that. <laughs> I have to feel better about like the woman who went to work at the Twin Towers, you know, clocked in at eight and then two hours later had to make the conscious decision to jump to her death because it was better than burning alive. I have <laughs> yeah. to be able to laugh about that or else you'll go insane. I truly believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how could you not? I mean, it's, it's just our world so dark <laughs> right yeah. now. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's. That is like it's it's hard not. You become happy. You come out the other side, and you're, I think you're a little happier because of it. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. Um, that's your your comedy is pretty uh, pretty philosophical at, at times. <laughs> I feel like um, I'm an idiot. I'm not trying to come off like I'm a complete no. But your but your jokes are usually um, I like very like well thought out metaphors kind of you know like it's it's uh that's what i like about your comedy it's it's uh it's very metaphorical and, and yeah i, I don't appreciate know. that you make people think i think a little bit whether it's like whether it's like for something serious or it's just something stupid like you still make people think to get the premise of the joke and everything. I think that's, I think that's a good thing. And a lot of it's perspective it. too. I think you, you put a different perspective on a lot of those situations, mm-hmm. like, like the twin towers thing or the kid getting an apple on Halloween, you know, any of that shit. <laughs> it's a different George. perspective. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, dude, I, I, uh, when I do, when I do a show with you, I get, I get, 
I know you're not going to do the same jokes every time, but every time you don't do the Curious George bit, I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> like I, I love that fucking bit so much. Um, it's like, that's one of my favorite jokes. I do like that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, it's, uh, it's, it's been, it's been weird knowing you for three years. Um, it's, I've never, the one thing is that I wanted to ask personally is, is that, um, do you eat or drink? <laughs> He's pretty tight looked on this one. I've I, never I, seen you eat or drink anything. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I do, I do. Um, yeah, there's a there's a there's an easy answer for that as far as like the not eating and all that. I uh, and I can actually kill two birds with one stone here. I don't ever want to come off like um like standoffish or anything. Yeah. No. I don't ever want to feel like that, but I can't stress because people will like, I don't want people to look at it that way. It's just, I take this so seriously. Like you wouldn't believe yeah. like, like, like next, like I've never like been in a relationship. I really, I'm going to be careful with how I word this. I don't really have any friends. I consider you guys friends, but we're like at the show. I'm just trying to specify, like, I don't have anything outside of this. Yeah. Like, I don't eat at shows. I don't drink at shows. I don't talk to anybody. I have a mobile phone, so it's not like I'm looking up, like, articles or something. Yeah. Show up early, sit, stare at the wall, and just wait till my name is called because I care so much about this. You were the epitome yeah. of discipline. And I could, I mean, and, and, and I just... And I say that because people will, I don't, I don't want that to come off like standoffish or rude because people will be like, Hey, why don't you come over and talk? You know, and it's like, say, Hey, I'm taking this. I, I, I'm just really focused. And I don't think they know how quite serious I take. I take this psychotically serious, but it's paid off. I will say that much. And yeah. I'm, it has paid off. I've been doing this five years and I can count on one hand how many times I've been asked to do a show. It's going absolutely wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can uh, I can tell that you take it very seriously. Um, um, it's and and also like I don't know about you appearing standoffish. Like I think I would be shocked if I heard somebody say something bad about Daniel Meyer. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think everybody pretty much likes you in the Cleveland comedy scene. Okay. And everybody knows you, man. Like that's kind of wild to think about. Like I always considered you like omnipresent. I'm like, <laughs> dude, everybody, everybody, he's everywhere. He's at all the shows all the time. I mean, that is amazing. And I love everybody here. There's so many, I appreciate you guys always being so cool. And there's so many people that I would like take the shirt off my back for like, Squire, Jimmy Graham, Bruton, especially Bruton, who's bent over backwards for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, and I'm happy he's doing, uh, working with Sadiq. He really, I'm happy to see things are happening for him. That's a good duo, yeah, man. I, they, they I, uh, I kept, I kept like seeing that he was working with him and I kept meaning to check Ali Sadiq out because I'd never seen him before. And, and I, his new special was like one of my favorite specials I've seen in a long time. It was really good. I was a big fan um, of his for a long time. So really? seeing Bruton and Sadiq end up together, I was like, that's amazing. That, oh, yeah. You know, that's that's so good for him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, Jesus Christ. I, I texted Kevin Morrison because I was like, I bet he's going to have questions. I was like, send me one question for Daniel. And he sends me like 19. <laughs> just, just still going. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> I'm fine with any questions as long as it's not to the extent of at the end of this, I'm like, wow, I'm not even going to be able to teach an adult cooking class. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone's asking anything incriminating. He, right, uh, no. he asks, are you 53 or 23? Uh, I think he wants to know how old you are. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, just turned 27. Okay, so yeah, that's kind of what I figured. Okay. Also, he asks, is the afro natural, or did you scalp some hitchhiker for it? It's <laughs> uh, all natural. I kind of figured, but hey, you know, we're humoring people. If they want to ask, they can ask. Yeah, L'Oreal, because I'm worth it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan Brown once said, does he find it difficult to get laughs on stage while everyone in the audience is staring at the pants outline of his giant dong? <laughs> Do you find it difficult? <laughs> I guess I do. I know that's that. That's what. Yeah, that's always what they're focused on. It's, like, it's very distracting for them, I'm sure. <laughs> um, no, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's uh, it was it's good seeing you everywhere. Like we, I saw you at hilarities last night. Um, um, I don't know. You you you're. It feels like you're at every show, and we make jokes about it. But it really does feel like you're at every show. I am. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna say it's yeah. gotta reflect positively on you though, is like how much we run with this idea just because you are at every show and very disciplined, and I mean the writing's always really good, so it's gotta be some kind of a good feeling knowing that people consider you like a comedy robot just because you're always at everything. Well, I appreciate yeah. you guys making me more interesting than I am, so I will say. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, we'll, we'll uh, talk about some news and I didn't pull any clips up so I'm going to have to edit this part out but um <laughs> I was going to say it's okay I have more questions oh go want, ahead go ahead wanna... yeah go ahead and ask more questions while I'm pulling up clips well, one of my that. questions was going to be where do you shop at to find your outfits mm-hmm. you always have like the most crazy put together outfits <laughs> and uh, I, I gotta know uh Chinese wholesale Chinese wholesale <laughs> you'd be surprised anything anything you find on Amazon you could find on uh I'll tell you after Afterwards, there's a specific website you're not sponsored by, or something yeah. that you also, need to. Also, here's some good advice: if you want to expand your wardrobe, I'm no fashionista or anything, uh, but if you want to expand your wardrobe, here's the secret: uh, stop growing in sixth grade. That's a plus. Oh yeah, I highly encourage that. That's going to open all your options up. Yeah, I respect that. I respect that. <laughs> Kevin actually asked an, an interesting question. Um, worst habit you've seen from a fellow comic? What's a habit that bothers you that you see other people do? Since I mean, you've been in this a long time, so you know the drill. Uh, uh, brace yourselves. Uh, people who think they've never popped. <laughs> oh, my I God. I put my fist through a wall. Can we all agree that that's yeah. probably the worst? Yeah. I think my least favorite is people that have five minutes that that don't work and then we'll go around telling everybody they've got the greatest five minutes ever and they need to do a 15 minute spot and that's what's going to get you somewhere (laughs) yeah i uh i bomb every other time i go to lbt (laughs) like it's i kind of think if you're not once in a while you're not really growing like you're not trying different things at that point Mm -hmm. if you're if you're consistently doing well you're not improving yeah yeah i uh i uh i don't know i hate like I hate doing LVT sometimes. <laughs> um, I'll just say it, but does anybody love doing LVT? I do. <laughs> like, I really do love yeah. LVT, but it's like, it's like sometimes, like especially summertime there, you'll get just like, you'll get like three people that come in, and yeah. everybody's like, "Oh, LVT is always just comics," and I'm like, "No, it's not." Like we've had nights where that's like an alt comedy club, and it's yeah. incredible. And then, like, you go there the next week, and it's complete shit. Like, I just don't understand what what goes on with that place. Um, but, yes, yeah, so do you do – this is something I don't know about you because I don't 
do them very much. Do you do like the east side rooms and shit too? Uh, I love doing garage shop whenever I could. I love doing. Uh, I know Aunt Morrow is the only one who's really doing anything out there now. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a couple out there, but yeah, mostly I would just stick to Bruton's rooms, and and I think you guys can attest to this. Uh, when you go over there, you either have the best set of your life or the worst set of your life. That yeah, was yeah, just yeah, something dude. about. Yeah, um, there used to be a show in Willoughby, the uh, Garage Bar. Yeah, that was a good that one. Was, mm-hmm. That was that was a decent one, but that's not up and running anymore. Um, it had its ups and downs. There were there were nights that were awful, and well, there were really good nights too. It changed when they started uh, double booking us with a dart league. Did, did, yeah. you, do, <laughs> did you do any of those shows? Dart league? No. Oh yeah. Dude. There was a, it was a yeah. tournament. It wasn't even like a league. This was like, I was there for like the semifinals or something, and it was so serious. They were like really, and I, I just stood there commentating on the dart league for five minutes because that's all anyone paid attention to anyway. But yeah. like, I mean, I was asking all kinds of questions about it. Like, I probably would have remembered that if it was, a, I, I would have remembered making small talk with a guy with a wrist guard. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. And I was even asked, I was like, what happens if you get a bullseye? Do you get like laid or something? Like, what is <laughs> the people, end game on this? It would just turn into us. It would just turn into the comics roasting the people that were playing darts, mm-hmm. which like, I one time like roasted all the comics because I'm like, they didn't fucking sign up for this. They just came here. To play fucking darts, and you guys are just talking shit to them the whole time. Being real distracting. <laughs> yeah, like, this isn't cool. I don't know. That that kind of stuff sucks when a, when a bar just kind of doesn't give a fuck about it, you know? Because I'm like, even if, for a bar, it makes sense on, like, a Tuesday night or whatever. Because even if you don't get an audience in there, like, you still have 10 to 15 comics that are eating the food, drinking the drinks. So it's like, it's still, it's still worth it for you to do. Like, you know, like I don't, I don't understand when bars either don't want to do a show or just like, don't give a shit about it. Like it's, yeah, it depends if they're paying for it. I'm sure. Like if they're paying a decent amount of money and there's not enough return on investment, I get that. But at the same time, like you don't have to pay much for somebody to host an open mic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they drive home uh, hard enough uh, in their, uh, their sales pitch. Uh, how many of the comics are trying to sober up and how much is that is going to hurt their bottom line? Yeah. Yeah. I have a, that's something I always ask Jeremy Demery about. I'm like, dude, how much money do you save by not drinking at all the comedy shows that you do? Cause I did that. I did that. Uh, I mean, Daniel knows cause he doesn't drink at shows. Mm -hmm. I, I, I did that 75 hard thing where I didn't drink for 75 days and I saved so much money. Right. Especially like hilarities, like it's it's, it's like expensive. eight bucks for a white claw yeah. and hilarities, you know, like it's so now when I go, I don't drink, I don't really drink there now when I go there. I just get like a sparkling, like a yeah. Pellegrino or whatever. I feel like the the money you make off comedy just goes right back to the drinks you pay for to do comedy in the long run, at yeah. least in the beginning states of it. Or gas money. Fuck yeah, that too, man. (laughs) On top of that wear and tear in the car, you know, changing the brakes and struts and stuff like that. It adds up, man. Mm. Yeah. Um, What's the the farthest show you've ever done? Like, what's the longest you've had to travel to do a show? uh, Youngstown, probably. That's the hour 20 minutes. I'm I'm used to 45 minutes now. That feels like a, a... Skip a stone's throw away. Yeah, same. I mean, the drive to Funny Stop, I don't even need GPS or anything. It's just by now I've done it so many goddamn times. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. I've kind of made my bed in like Erie in that area now where like I'm friends with like Anthony Morelli and Dan Brady and like yeah. the shows that they do were always fun. So I'm getting like real hip to the Erie area. But like I want to get into like Detroit. Like I think that's the next place I want to yeah. like. I've, I know enough people out there in the different shows. It's just getting hip to all that. I mean, Fort Wayne doesn't really have a comedy scene, but that club is really cool. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I would love to check that out too, but yeah. You yeah, gotta just, email the person, right? Isn't that yeah. how you got them? Yeah, yeah you, that's any club, man. You just gotta like. I feel like clubs will give more, will give more opportunities to out of town people than they will, than they will for like people that actually are from the area. Yeah, like, like because you, they know you can't go hang out there on on random nights or whatever. Yeah. So it's not that they're giving you more opportunities. It's just that you have to put in a little less work to do an out of town club. You yeah. Know? But like, like they'll make you, they'll make you do a couple showcases first or whatever, but they'll usually pay you something, you know? So like, like when I went and did the summit city, they paid me for my gas money basically. Like that's, but I mean, that was $50. So it was, you know, like yeah. it was, it cost $50 to drive yeah. to Fort Wayne and back now in a Honda Civic, which is fucking crazy. Never and been it, more thankful for, for buying a Honda Civic. Dude, it's, it's like, and, and that's how I know too that the, uh, that the gas they're putting out now is, is shittier quality because that's only a three, uh, three hour and 15 minute drive. And it, it took a full tank that's not normal for <laughs> for my civic like it's it's usually like driving to columbus and back i usually use like half a tank you know yeah so for it to be six hours six and a half hours of driving for me to use a full tank that doesn't really make sense no <laughs> but yeah we'll get get into some news here um we have this out of massachusetts this is uh from cbs news there Breaking news at 11 o'clock tonight. Here is our first look at the suspect in the mass shooting in Smithsburg yesterday. The Washington County Sheriff's Office just released this photo of Joe Esquivel, a 23-year-old from West Virginia. They tell us this is an older photo of him. This is not his mugshot, but he is now facing dozens of charges from yesterday, photo, so. including murder. Esquivel is accused of opening fire at Columbia Machine on Thursday. Police say he shot and killed three of his co-workers, opening fire in the break room. At last check, a fourth person is in critical condition. And we spoke to people who knew one of the victims, Charles Minnick, a little bit earlier today. I can't speak for him personally, but um, his family is amazing. They're the most selfless, loving people. Um, they would give the shirt off their back, and I can imagine that he is the exact same way. And a state trooper was also injured in the shooting when exchanging gunfire with the suspect, but he was released from the hospital last night. Esquivel now being held behind bars on no bond. So uh, this is why I want to work from home. This is, this yeah. is hey, yeah. I'm looking right now for a job to work from home, and uh, I can't wait for that to happen. I, I don't want to get shot. I'm kind of I'm shocked that we're going from shooting up high schools to shooting up places where nobody finished high school. <laughs> That's kind of scary. Yeah, man. I thought I thought with the uneducated we're safe. I, Here we are. I worry about this because I I uh, I got a I got a, a letter sent to me at work <laughs> um, that. Uh, was somebody at work fucking with me, but when I first opened with it, it was, when I first opened it, it was pretty scary. Like, it was like, it was just like, 
saying that I'm the stupidest person they've ever met and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know how the fuck you got a job here and like all this shit. And it was just weird because it was addressed to my name and, and, uh, sent to me at work. And it was, it was just kind of stalkerish. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is, uh, I kind of don't want to work here anymore. I kind of. Did you ever find out who did it? No. Never found out who did it. That's really weird. And it was on a Christmas card. So every time, <laughs> every time I walk into work, I ask the HR rep, I'm like, hey, did I get any more Christmas cards? <laughs> well, it's, it's really weird that you got letters delivered to work and your HR rep was like, let's just give this to John. Like, like, well, dude, I told her, I'm like, I'm glad you did though, because like, if I get any more of these, I want to see them. Like, you know, like, I don't want it to be like you guys handling this behind my back and me not knowing that somebody's trying to murder me. What have you done like, to your coworkers to make them nothing? I don't even talk to anybody. That's really, probably dude. what it is then. They're trying Maybe. to spur the mass shooting on or something. Yeah, dude. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't like people generally. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. I get like, that. I get like, that. <laughs> Like I like I like comedians. Like I don't I don't I don't like civilians very much. It just I don't know. Like that's just gotten I've gotten to that point now where it's like you hang out with all these interesting people all the time, and then you're around regular people, and you're like, the world sucks. Well, like, sucks what is the, like the hardest part is when people <laughs> try to be funny to you, and you're like, Jesus Christ! Like this this is not going to work out. Dude, like, I, I have this guy that I work with, this old guy that every day, he works third shift and I work first shift. So every day in the locker room, I see him and every day he's like, Hey John, you still doing that comedy thing? And I'm like, no, I gave up (laughs) still doing it, man. And he's like, Oh cool. How's that going? I'm like, pretty good. And he's like, cool. He's like, I was watching this comedian the other day. He was so funny. He's so funny. I was like, Oh yeah. Who was he? He's like, you know, I can't remember, but (laughs) He was so funny. He was a guy, and uh, he talked about marriage, and I was like, John just snaps. Oh, yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that guy. He snaps right. his fingers, and he's like, like, he's like dude. oh, my God. You know, Blake Townsend, that's who it was. <laughs> so bad. I was man. waiting for you to hit me with it. Just whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's got puppets. It's got puppets. <laughs> it makes him talk real funny-like. Dude, my dad, man. Every 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 time every time I'm at my parents' house and we get on the subject of comedy, he's like, I was watching that Jeff Dunham the other day. He's pretty funny. He's a pretty funny guy. And I'm like, No, he's not. Well, <laughs> he's funny to some people. I mean, that's <laughs> like he sells out sells out arenas and shit. But uh, yeah, not puppets creep me out, man. I've never been I've never been into them. I always get frustrated at, like family gatherings and people are like, Yeah, just keep at it. And I was like, I. You didn't like change my mind. I, I yeah. wasn't like done with comedy. Yeah, dude, it's it, that is the annoying thing. But I, it's worth it to uh, do what we do and hang out with the people we get to hang out with. And and uh, I don't know. It's weird. I had uh, I was at hilarities uh, a week, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. It was whenever Carter Carter Dockery was in town. Okay. Um, but uh, Lee Kimbrell from Cincinnati was was uh, featuring, and he was like. He was like, dude, it's it's it'll never stop. He's been doing comedy for like ten years, I think, and he's like, it'll it'll never stop being weird to me that like all of these people are going to an event, and the event is us. <laughs> like, you know, it's like right. it is fucking weird. Like, it's a it's a weird thing. Like, and comedy is the only thing in in show business where you're by yourself. Like that's unless you're doing a one man show, which always suck anyways, but like you're by yourself in comedy. There's no instrument. There's no band behind you. Like you're, 
it's all on you. And and if you're at a place like if you're at a place like Hilarities with that many people and it starts to go bad, it is it is brutal. Oh, it's like, heart wrenching. I, it happened to me the first time I did jokes on you. I just I felt like I was drowning. Like it was it was so bad. Like I don't know. Like my head started hurting. Like it was just it was it was crazy. But I should have never done that. Like it was I I'd never done crowd work before. Uh huh. And I did a guest set for Bill at Funny Stop the night before, and he was like, he was like, he was like, that was great, man. He's like, you want to do jokes on you tomorrow? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like I'm not gonna say no yeah. to to getting on that stage. And I was just so bad at it. Like it was, <laughs> I was terrible. Oh, that's like mecca that stage. I, yeah. I'm still waiting to get on that, and I'm counting down the days to that. I'm looking forward to whatever that's gonna be. But yeah. yeah, I I love that place. Yeah, it's it's incredible, man. It's. The first time, uh, my my first time was in the cabaret room, like actually doing a set. That's what I'm used to being yeah. in there when they used to do the pulp shows. And they... yeah, and it, and that was kind of I was still like extremely nervous because you know, um, Sam decides whether you get to work there or not, and he's standing like 15 feet in front of you whenever he, you know whenever you're in the cabaret room because the booth's like directly in front of you. And it's intimidating. It really, it really is. Like I hadn't been nervous doing comedy in two years, and I, I like, I got so bad where like I, I thought I might throw up. Like it was, Ugh. and that's, uh, that's a weird dragon to chase. If that makes any sense, you know what I mean? Yeah, you chasing the nervous feeling kind of feels like you're growing. I guess like you're doing yes. bigger, better, better yeah. things. Yeah. If you're not nervous and you're just always in your comfort zone again, I don't think you're gonna grow. Yeah. I got that adrenaline for the first time in a long time after that after that set because that that like post set adrenaline after the nerves are relieved like it's there's nothing like it and like I didn't think I would ever get that feeling back again <laughs> and, I, and it happened that night it was it was crazy but yeah we'll, we'll uh, I don't know how we got that far into comedy off of a news clip but this is a comedy podcast yeah that's true, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, this is uh, Sarah Palin. Is uh, back in the news. She exists still in the yeah, way. Yeah, this is from the Today Show about Sarah Palin. Meanwhile, there's an interesting special election happening in Alaska that you're watching yeah. this weekend as well. What can you tell us about it? Why is it so unique? Well, it's being done all by mail for the first time in Alaska's history. And it's also the state's first open primary, meaning voters rank their favorite candidates from either party. And then the top four will go on to the general election in November. Now, four dozen candidates are vying to replace Congressman Don Young, who died in March after serving 49 years in Congress. And there are a few notable names here, including former vice presidential nominee and Alaska governor, Selah Palin. Also, a man named Santa Claus, currently a city councilor in the town of North Pole, Alaska. He changed his name legally years ago. Kristen and Peter. Would be interesting to see what his campaign team looks like. All right, Josh Letterman at the White House. Josh. I like how Santa Claus got more coverage in that clip than Sarah Palin. <laughs> I enjoyed the lady implying that his campaign team was was a group of elves. <laughs> That's great. Uh, also, the guy said like Sayla Palin or yeah, something. Yeah, I noticed that too. I'm yeah. glad you picked up on that. Like, how do you not know her name? Like, I don't. I don't she was a pretty big disaster all over the news for years. I tried to look up Santa Claus, Alaska, and it just said Santa Claus House uh, in the town called North Pole, Alaska. So his house is apparently a big deal. Oh. I didn't know anything about that. That's cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how hard it would be to win an election for 
city council in North Pole, Alaska, if your name is Santa Claus. I mean, that's it's only much, fitting. That should be your, just your job. What if he's like real, like anti-Semitic? Like, what if he's in oh, his campaign sure. and they were like, <laughs> we voted him in because his name was Santa Claus, but we didn't really know how he operated. So yeah, he just hates the Jews or something. <laughs> I mean, that's probably why he lives in the North Pole. Like, he thinks like they're probably Pole, not going to be any Jews. The other thing that shocked there, me about that know? was finding out that they had never done any mail-in voting in Alaska. I was like, how the fuck did they all turn out in person in Alaska? Not that many people yeah. have planes. They do it like India, where they just bring the polling place to people. You have might you ever, as well. Have you ever heard about that? Yeah, yeah. In India, like they'll like they'll like bring they'll like bring election officials with the polling with the polling unit and everything to like the middle of the fucking forest where some guy's living in a hut because they have to make it available for everybody to vote. Oh, okay. It is it it's, is it is crazy. It's kind of tight. I yeah, because like there's people that live in places in India where there's just like nothing around for like. For like tens of twenties of miles, you know, like yeah. it's. I mean, I guess we have that here, but it's way more rare. It's yeah, not not nearly as much. I yeah. did read that sixty percent of Alaskans vote. I guess that's kind of impressive. I, I thought it was going to be much less than that. It's probably more than Ohioans, probably. <laughs> I was thinking that'd be like the equivalent to changing your name to like Mickey Mouse in Florida. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. How did I get there? Hating Jews, Walt Disney. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dots. <laughs> uh, that is one thing a lot of people think that you're Jewish, Daniel. But uh, I don't know. You went to yeah, Catholic you don't school. know whether you are or not. For years, I said no, but then I realized I'm Hungarian. There's plenty of Hungarian Jews. My last name is Myers, which is a derivative of a Jewish name. Yeah, and then uh, the hair, obviously. But my family <laughs> put no effort into finding out where we're from. My dad's side of the family says we're just white, which means exactly what you think it means. Um, yep. That's beyond the point. Um, <laughs> uh, you just you don't want to do 23 of me because you might find out you have another brother or something. <laughs> uh, I, I feel weird letting Amazon save my password. I'd rather not the Internet save my, like, RNA and mRNA. Yeah, you, you don't <laughs> have a, true, yeah. You definitely don't have a crazy Internet presence, man. You're definitely not on the social medias like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what's probably easy. You're still using the flip phone, right? Uh, no, I, I upgraded to a, just a Alcatel or something like that. It's I've a, never even heard of that. Yeah, That sounds like something I would put in a drink when my stomach's upset. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, we got one more news story. Um, Daniel brought it up a second ago with the Mickey Mouse thing. Um, it said this week in Florida News. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is from NBC News. Yeah, it's every week, it's a new Florida News story. He stalks his prey for hours. Tonight, six cold cases solved. A man who stalks South Florida apartment complexes at night, armed with a knife, looking for young, single, attractive women living alone. After 40 years without answers, police say they've linked the so-called pillowcase rapist to a series of assaults in Broward County. Back in the 80s, Robert Kohler uh, committed anywhere between 40 to 45 sexual batteries throughout Miami-Dade and Broward County. On at least eight occasions, police say Kohler snuck into homes through unlocked doors and attacked his victims while they slept or got ready for bed. He asked me then to grab a pillow on my bed, put it over my face and roll over on my back. I did that and he then proceeded to rape me. 
He got his nickname from covering his victims' heads with pillowcases before raping, robbing, and threatening to kill them. The Broward County Sheriff's Office releasing these interviews they did with his alleged victims, keeping some information about them anonymous. All right, we don't need to hear any more interviews. (laughs) (laughs) uh, That was a lot more dark than I thought it was going to be. I just saw pillowcase rapist, and I thought it was going to be like... I thought it was going to be something funny about him, like, taking their heads in pillowcases or something. Yeah, well, I like how that's better. No. Like, yeah, let's get something funny out of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the name was Well, you know what? I am on a podcast with Brandon Petrie and Dana Meyer, so I thought <laughs> pillowcase rapist sounded like a good topic. I think it uh, is, honestly. I'm such, yeah. I'm such an idiot. I thought that he was called that just for the sake that they were asleep when he came in. And yeah. I was like, that was the perfect opportunity to call him Mr. Sandman. I'd be the oh, best name for anybody. Wow. He's got a theme song now. No, I honestly, when, when you label him the pillowcase rapist, it sounds a lot less threatening than what he really is. I was like, pillowcases are soft and comforting and you, you, you <laughs> want to be on one. I, maybe we shouldn't have chose pillowcase rapist as the name for this guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just thought think it's weird that uh, like he just assaulted six people recently, and it's been forty years since this old case. These old cases have happened. How how do you link those? Yeah, how do you know? To? Like they made a link, but like he didn't even do the same like crime that he did before. So it's like how do you? That's a tough one. It's a really tough one. <laughs> I, don't I don't know how you get, a, yeah, get around to that. Kind of want more information on on this. Like <laughs> I want. I, I'm gonna definitely Google this. It's just disappointing because when I see Florida police, it's usually a funny story. Yeah, <laughs> it, is, it is usually a funny story, and uh, this was not. This I'm was... kind of shocked that he's apparently perousing for for single attractive women. I was like, he does the legwork to find out that they're single. Like that's <laughs> really impressive for a rapist, I think. Or he just doesn't want to uh, face any like lovers that so we don't know if they're single they might not live together this might be early stages of a relationship mm-hmm. true it was the 80s so i doubt it was easy to do research yeah exactly that. so it's like i don't want to give the guy props or anything but i mean at least he's doing that i guess yeah that's a way you can get him to stop just be like no me and my boyfriend on and off on and off yeah on and off. yeah <laughs> it's complicated we're on the rocks i swear to god it's complicated <laughs> that's what that's one thing i don't understand about our society today about how it's weird it's like it's like taboo to talk about these kind of things, but like true crime podcasts and documentaries are like the most watched and listened to things in our society. So we're just yeah. supposed to take it in and keep it in, you know, like it's like you're not supposed to talk about it at all. I think people don't want to talk about it. They want to hear about it. And that's weirder. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, then you won't be offended by our talk about this case, I guess. Um, it's beyond that now, Doc. It's beyond documentaries now. They'll mail whole board games to your yeah, house. Yeah, I've seen if that you shit. love it enough. Jesus, if man. If you're into that enough, they will mail whole board games to your house. Yeah, somebody, I asked somebody what they were doing one day, and they said, like, whatever those are called. I forget what the hell they're called. There's a couple different ones that they sell. But I was like, that's really weird, dude. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Go to a fucking mystery dinner theater or some shit you know like i don't know (laughs) i don't know that's odd to me and i used to be into those like i used to be real into criminal minds like that was that was like one of my favorite shows and then it's just like well this is the same thing every week like what is you know like i don't understand how you can just keep watching that shit and not be bored with it like it's 
I don't know. It's the same thing. Like, they're all the same fucked up kind of people. And Criminal Minds is always, like, is always, like, they find out, like, two things about the person, then they work up, like, a fucking, like, huge, like, whiteboard of, of, like, information about their personal life and shit. And I'm like, how did you find out he has a kid? Like, this is... Yeah, their projections are always weird. Yeah. You're like, how did you get to this point? Yeah, he's probably a dad that doesn't get to see his kid... And blah, blah, I'm like, how did you determine that from, like, the semen at the crime scene? Like, yeah, right? <laughs> What's going on? See, that's what always bothered me about forensic <laughs> files. I watch a lot of forensic files right before I go to bed. And, like, the timing of the case, you find out this case happened in, like, 79. And they're like, you know, Betty was murdered. And all they found at the crime scene was the killer's blood, semen, and saliva. How are they going to solve this? <laughs> yeah. And you're yeah. like, wow, that wouldn't really be a much of a case today. I mean... Dude, if if we had the technology we have today, like, like the old detectives, like like Columbo and Matlock, like those guys wouldn't have jobs. <laughs> Matt, you know, <laughs> yeah, those guys wouldn't have jobs, dude. Like, I love I love on those shows the the cliffhanger is always uh, new evidence has come out. Will the killer be revealed? It's like it's always going to be no. If they found <laughs> yeah, out, yeah. there'd be a huge news a press release. It's like yeah, we can't tell you this week, but uh, we can't tell you who killed him this week. Because uh, American Idol leaned an earlier time slot, <laughs> so we couldn't tell you. But we'll tell you next week. We'll tell the family too. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like the the TV shows are funny because they make it seem like like that kind of shit's happening every single day of like fucking SVU. Like if you're a woman and you watch SVU, like why would you ever live in New York? Like I don't, you know, like why would you leave your house? <laughs> are you saying, I mean, like, it's. It's like, oh, this kind of shit happened. There's serial rapists in New York every week. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. This is, it's, it's just funny to me how they, like, those shows should be like one season and they're they're like 30. Like, what always got me was like, how many seasons of cold case files there are? And I'm like, wow, people get away with a lot of shit, clearly. If you guys have a back catalog looking like this, what are police doing? Did you ever see uh, any of the, uh, any of the Law and Order episodes? Uh, where Jim Gaffigan is the is the criminal? No. <laughs> yeah, there's like three of them. That oh my did. god. Yeah, we're like I think I think he's like a rapist in every one of them, and it's, it's so fucking funny. The hot pockets guy. Yeah, yeah dude. It's it, they use a lot of they use a lot of like that's what if you're a comic in New York like that's that's gonna be some of your first jobs is being like a bad guy on a cop show. Like if, if you're trying to get into acting. It's so fucking weird. I saw Bill Burr on that once. I saw Bill Burr on one episode. He was like jogging. Yeah, he's something. done a bunch of yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, I think Judd Apatow has done has done some of them, like the older, like the really older ones. I know, like Robin Williams and John Stamos did a couple episodes. <laughs> yeah. That was weird to I, see. I've never seen them, but do they make it work? Like, do they are they convincing? Robin Williams was very convincing. John Stamos, not so much. Okay, gotcha. That one was a little outlandish, but yeah. Robin Williams was like really impressive, actually. I'm just trying to put out some feelers because uh, I still haven't seen that uh, uh, Saw movie starring Chris Rock. Yeah, I've seen that either. <laughs> I did not know that was a thing. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody saw it. <laughs> Let's be real. Saw 17. How do we keep getting away with this? <laughs> did you guys see the new Winnie the Pooh movie coming out? I saw the the ad for it, and that looks amazing. I, wanna, I, I cannot wait to see that movie. Dude, I, I just wonder how like gruesome it's going to be. Like, it's... 
the more the better. Is it going to be in theaters? Because it looks like it's just a hot button topic that it, it's like an independent film that people just picked up on. Or I something. will go see it in theaters if it's in theaters. I hope it That's, is in theaters. I can't yeah. wait to go see that. See like Tigger's on crack. Or something like yeah. you know, like I was excited. Fun. I was like, "Oh, Tigger! The whole gang's gonna be there." But their uh, copyright hasn't run out, so they can only use Pooh, uh, Piglet, and yeah. then they're gonna show Eeyore's grave, which is very appropriate. Wow! wow. Yeah. So. Oh wait, they're so they're like so. There's some characters in Winnie the Pooh that, that are like not as old. As... Uh, yeah, Tigger came out there like Winnie the Pooh and Piglet are like a hundred, hundred and one years, and I think Tigger and or uh, Tigger and all those guys are like coming up on that, but they couldn't use them yet. That sucks. Damn, just wait. Dude. Yeah, just wait on that to make team. the movie. If you can't use the whole cast, what's the point? Yeah, because after a hundred years, it's public domain, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't even know that, they were, that was a hundred years ago. Goodness me. Either. My favorite is that that's going to. Daniel's be like, I remember when that came out. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> it's, like I, it's like I helped him write it. I don't know why. It's taking that was the long. first movie I saw in theater. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is that. Uh, 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 I saw that. Uh, that I love how they're making it a horror-esque movie when the whole purpose of the guy writing that was to escape the horrors of World War II. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that would have been funnier, honestly, as a movie, is to have, like, the backstory of the guy writing it, like, while he's in World War II, and then, like, nightly he's just writing the fucking stories for Winnie the Pooh, like, that's supposed to comfort him or something. <laughs> I'd rather see that movie. I know a uh, guy that I went to school with that uh, is pretty homophobic and uh, wouldn't wouldn't let his children watch Winnie the Pooh because it was gay. Yeah. That's like the uh, that's like the gay dog thing. That's like the... Yeah. I gotta return this dog because he's gay. Yeah. Yeah, I was never friends with that person, but uh, <laughs> I thought that was pretty, pretty fucking weird. That's a jump, man. They're, yeah. they're animals. You're not worried about the bestiality before you're worried about the homosexuality. Yeah. Like yeah, that's I think a if you're priority. that, I think if you're that homophobic, you're gay. Like that's yeah. like that's like I um I know somebody who I'm not gonna name. I'm not even gonna say what they do, but um that that is so homophobic that they that they won't won't watch pornography if it has dicks in it. So they only watch like lesbian porn. Which, ironically, is also gay, technically. <laughs> right, yeah, 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 yeah. That is, well, you know, those those aren't, those aren't. That doesn't those count. Are, those are hot shit. For some those reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that logic, I love that, I love that shit. You think there's like a small dick syndrome in there, too, where like, you know, he doesn't want to see some of the sizes that are out there and like see where he compares in the world and maybe there's some of that involved? Maybe, yeah. Sometimes, you know, sometimes there's a curiosity there. You're like, how am I stacking up? <laughs> I don't know. We'll get to uh, Daniel's comic. Um, Sam Kennison, he's a legend. He, um, if you talked, have you ever talked to Mike Chiselka about him? Uh, no, but I know he opened for him at some point. Yeah, you uh, should talk to him about him. He's got some great stories. Oh, I imagine. <laughs> um, yeah, because you know, uh, it, it is a weird comic for you to pick. I think it it it. It makes sense. I think <laughs> it it makes sense in a couple ways. But his his comedy, like his subject matter, I think makes sense. But like you're not like a screamer or anything. Like I do the. Uh, I, I I grew up in church, so I kind of have that like preacher delivery. Like I put a lot of a uh, lot of work into like perfecting that, and he kind of helps me with like doing it without coming off like preachy. And I don't go all the way to scream, but I do like the evangelist kind of like. A lot of breath support, a lot of projection. Yeah, I can of, see that actually. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. He, so he helps with that definitely. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, 
So we'll play this and then talk about it. This is uh, from Letterman. This is his world hunger bit um, from a long, long time ago. <laughs> but I'm trying to help. I do the best I can, folks. I swear I do. I do the best I can. Like this world hunger thing, I'm really involved with it. I'm just like you. I see the same commercials as little kids out there, you know, hungry. I watch this on TV and I'm home. I'm going, God, you know how sad. How cruel. Because I know the film crew could give this kid a sandwich. <laughs> Come on, you know there's a director five feet away going, Don't feed him yet! <laughs> <laughs> I'm work on to you, I'm talking, get that sandwich out of here! Okay, I'll be back in the mud hole, all right? We're losing daylight. We are losing daylight. It's true. But I'm not trying to make fun of world hunger. If you want to do something about world hunger, uh, I think I have an answer. I think that uh, a lot of people are adopting this attitude. You want to do something about world hunger? Stop sending them food. I mean, it's network television. I'll be the first. Look right here. Zoom in. Stop sending them food, all right? Don't send them any more food. You want to help these people? Send them U-Hauls. Send them boxes, you know, some luggage. Send them a guy there who goes, hey. <laughs> hey, you know, we just drove 750 miles across the desert with your food, and it occurred to us that there wouldn't be world hunger if you people would live where the food is. <laughs> you live in a desert. <laughs> you understand that? You live in a desert. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a good bit, dude. I'm no authority on comedy, but I will throw my hat in the ring against anybody and say that we're losing daylight, we're losing daylight is one of the best tags to a joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is, I mean, that's that's probably, that's like one of his most uh, classic bits. That was in the George Carlin documentary, actually. Oh. Um, when they, they were just talking about um, um, him realizing that he needed to change because Sam Ken because of Sam Kennison. Yeah, Kennison he had that turn in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that bit was actually in the documentary. Um it's a very good documentary if nobody's seen it. It is I still gotta jump on that. I I thought I knew George Carlin and and I did not. Like it is it is very informative um about one of the legendary comics. But Sam Kennison there's a whole episode devoted to him of the Comedy Store documentary. I love that, yeah. And it is great. It is really good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, he was not a good person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Loved the cocaine. Yeah. And uh, and Carl LeBeau found out after he died that Sam was the father of his kid. Yep. So, Yikes, yeah. And, and he still loved him. Like, it was... It's weird that... that uh, Sam Kennison was like, if you ever, if you listen to Mark Maron's podcast, you would know Sam Kennison was like the ringleader of the like outlaws of comedy in, in the LA comedy scene back then. Um, and anybody that worked with him has fucking stories. <laughs> Dude, like, like Mike Chazelka told me some shit that was pretty, pretty crazy, but I've heard a ton of stories on Maron's podcast. That's why uh, earlier I made sure you picked like from eighty four to eighty seven because yeah. he had a real drop off. But yeah. there was a there was like a three and say what you will about him if he had like a three year period of being 
at his peak, but at, there was a three-year period where he was just, nobody could touch him. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's subjective and nobody's the best, but still, it's just... He was up there. His yeah. comedy material, his performance style, everything. His, his uh, I forget who it was, it was Jim Carrey was on was on Marin and uh talking about how when Sam first started to come to the comedy store and that he kept like he kept like trying to get him to come see him or whatever and he said I finally checked him out and it was like three o'clock in the morning in the belly room and there's nobody, you know, and and uh he's just screaming at the top of his lungs and he asked me afterwards what I thought and I told him it it's gonna be a tough long road, but I think you got something. <laughs> like it's, it's, and he said it was just seeing him whenever he first came out was just like seeing something you've never seen in comedy before. Mm-hmm. And I think I don't know. It's not just the yelling. His joke writing is really great. Oh yeah, I mean absolutely. I mean that that bit. I mean he got to the, like Daniel said towards the end. He. He got to the point where he was more of a rock star than a comedian, yeah. and it just... He was always funny to an extent. He was yeah. always funny. He was never not just like, uh, he's not funny at all. But yeah, he just, he played way too much into the party lifestyle. Yeah, mm-hmm. some of his comedy at, at that point kind of fell short, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Daniel, do you have anything coming up that you want to promote? Uh, nothing, nothing really. Like Even though you don't post anything, where can people follow you out on social media? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Daniel P. Myers on everything. D-A-N-I-E-L-P-M-Y-E-R-S. Cool. Cool. Uh, Brandon, do you have anything to promote? This will come out um, next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Um, it looks like uh, the Stadium Lab show in Metter. That's going to be not too long after that, right? July 1st? Yeah. So, yeah, that'll be a fun show. Um, other than that, I got like Quirk and Cap July 29th, but that's going to be a minute away. So I need to get booked more <laughs> Yeah. That's going to be my, my sign off. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have, uh, a couple things. Uh, Joey, well, obviously the, uh, stadium laughs July 1st come out that I'm not on that show, but, uh, it is a great lineup. We have Brandon, Brandon Petrie, Anthony Mayo. Um, Samantha Archol, Paul Henry, uh, who am I missing? Ryan Yex. Ryan Yex. Yeah. So that, that'll be a great, and David Horning. I forgot him on the last podcast as well. Damn. Um, so th- that'll be a great show. Uh, come out to that. Um, I have the Joey's Italian Grill show, which I believe Daniel's on, correct? Uh, Madison. Oh yeah, I got slotted into that at the last second. Yeah, so um, come out to that. That'll be June twenty fifth. Um, and then I'm featuring for Mary Santor in the third week of July. So third weekend in July. So come out to that. Um, but that's about it. You can follow me at John Brown Comedy, Brandon Petrie at Brandon Petrie, pretty much everywhere. All right, you keep changing it, dude. It's not. Yeah. Well, it's comedian Petrie on Instagram, but everything else is just my name. <laughs> Uh, All right, man. Thanks for coming on, Daniel. Not a problem at all. It was a good time. Brown Petri Dish is created by John Brown and Brandon Petri. Logo designed by Brian Gallagher. Music by Jared Bailey. 
audio version of the podcast is produced and edited by John Brown. Video YouTube version produced and edited by Harrison Poole. Am I holding you guys up, by the way? No, not no, at all, man. No, I don't have a show until 9.30. Okay. Yeah, mine's Secret Society. It's going to be like midnight. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, Daniel, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, Love uh, having you here, man. Real quick. Um, ooh, uh, guys, I just... Uh, sorry. Um, I just wanted to tell you guys that uh, I know I was a little combative about the... Uh, I was combative about the, you guys asking me questions That's all right. and I know at the time I was a little combative, but I, I really appreciate it. I, I, I feel like a, a thousand pound weight has been lifted off my shoulders and not only for that, but, uh, for you guys being so cool to me, I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, man, it's been great. I appreciate it. And, uh, God, I just, I just got to gush real quick about how much you guys mean to me. I, I really do, but it's not for anybody else's ears other than other than you guys. So could, it's kind of personal. Could you could you turn that off, John? Yeah. Is, is it off? Love you, man. Yeah. Is it off? Yeah, we're it's good. Off? I told you guys that I was not going to stand for being embarrassed, and you guys agreed. I brought you donuts, and then you brought me up here, and you made and you waterboarded me with a bunch of nonsensical questions that you fielded from a bunch of absolute delinquents. I, I brought you don't I came bearing gifts and you guys spat my fa- I, I feel like a Native American on the trail of tears right now. Well, we oh, we didn't mean to I, like well, well that's what you did. I would have I would have no qualms about burning this place to the ground, walking across the street and watching it go up in flames while I throw a piece of spearmint in my mouth and just watch the whole thing go up in embers. All right. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go back into this and we're gonna pretend like this part never happened. And you're gonna start you're gonna be my little messengers. You're gonna start spreading around the community that I don't have like some dark, weird, mysterious aura about myself. I'm a good-hearted, salt-of-the-earth human being. All right, you got that, you Narcan poster child, and you Lone Star Lump? You got that? Yeah. All right, we're going to yeah, go yeah, back into this. Let's just go back into this. All right, yeah, we'll do it. We're going to act like this never happened. Okay. Tell me when it's on, John. We're on. And, that, and that's why, Brandon, if I, if I was a woman, I'd be head over heels for you right now. I, I really appreciate would. that, man. I really would. Anything to be close to you, man. Oh, we're lucky to have you. Yeah, it's I, been great, Daniel. I, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry, I broke down there. For That's all good. No, okay. Thank you, Daniel Meyer. Everybody, Daniel Myers.